Good evening, saints. We're back again with our Bible study. And we pray that you will hear something today that's going to give God glory and that's going to edify you, the believer. And if you're not a believer as yet, we pray that by the end of this message, you will give your life to Jesus Christ because this is what it's all about. God wants your soul. The devil wants your soul, but remember, you belong to God because he created you. So if you would bow your heads with me, I would like to pray. Father, we thank you and praise you this evening in the name of Jesus for your grace and your mercy that you so lavishly pour out upon us. We thank you that you do not punish us, punish us for the things that we do, the way that we need to be punished. But we thank you because we know that your mercy endures forever and it, you give us new, new mercy each day. So today I just pray, O oh God, that you would just empower me to bring this word to your people. Anoint their ears and open their hearts to hear, to receive, to understand. And when they receive it, that they would apply it to themselves, to their lives. As I decrease this evening, Lord, I pray that you would increase in me. Holy Spirit, you know I can't do anything without you. But with your help, I can do all things. And so I just want to say, have your way in this time as we study your word. And we give you the praise and glory and the honor. In Jesus' name we say thank you, God, and amen. Amen. And people of God, um, the last time I was up here, we were talking about the fruit of the Spirit. We've been talking about the fruit of the Spirit for the last I would say three weeks. This is going to be the last week. We're going to be talking about this one word. In the New King James, it talks about patient. In the King James, it talks about long-suffering. And so today, I pray that something you will understand, something about long-suffering that's going to cause you to want to follow through and just do the will of God and, and to glorify God in your midst as you walk this life because the time is now and the time is near and we really need to make sure that we stay focused and stay in the things of God. Amen. So I'm going to look quickly at, at Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22 and then we're going to talk about, we, we already spoke about um, uh, love, joy and peace and as I said in the New King James it says, um, it says, no, it, it says um, long-suffering. It does say that. Okay, what does it say in the King James? Love, joy, and peace. And uh, let me see. There's some books that says patience. But uh, let me see what I want to see what it says in the, new, in the King James. Because I want to make sure that we, you know, it says, oh, well, both Bibles. Okay, great. Both Bibles, it says long-suffering. But in some Bibles, it talks about patience. But um, again, uh, we are talking about long-suffering. And the last time I was with you, uh, I could not bring the, 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 the whole content that I brought, that I put together for you. So this evening, my plans are to finish up with this word, long-suffering. And you notice there's two words. It's, it, 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 it comes together here. It says, Long, and then it says suffering. So we understand that it's something that you have to go through. It's, an, it's one of the fruit of the Spirit that most children of God, most of us that call ourselves Christian, we, we do not know that, that this is 
something that must be developed. It must be developed in our lives because long suffering builds character. So uh, again, um, go with me if you have your Bibles and let's read the Galatians chapter 22 and 23 and then we're going to get off into the, 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 the um, continuing from where we left off the last time. Uh, I said, um, so it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. So we understand. Now, for me, I've always talked about long-suffering and self-control to me are the two that I, I, I work very hard to, to develop those two because... If, if you understand long-suffering, you will understand self-control when we get there. But so, we left off last, last time. I was with you guys. We were talking about um, do, not, um, do not do good to them that hate you. And that's one of the Beatitudes. Uh, heap, because this heap calls a fire on their head with kindness. You see, when you begin to be kind to those that are, are constantly harassing you, then you heap up coals of fire on their head. I'm going to give you an example, and I know this may sound very strange, but look, if the enemy is harassing you, and you begin to worship and praise and glorify God and keep lifting up the name of Jesus and praising God, guess what? Eventually, he's going to have to leave you alone. Amen. And it's the same thing with people. Because you see, it's not the person that's harassing you. It's the spirit behind it. For those of us that, now I'm talking here to people that understand about walking in the spirit. Because the Bible tells us, if we walk in the flesh, we will die. But if we walk in the spirit, we shall have eternal life. So then, if you think you are in love, watch this. Here's a, This is one of my examples that I put together. If you think you're in love yet have very little patience, then you are not in love. If you say you love your husband or you love your wife and you cannot, um, you know, um, work with that person and give them a little room uh, and understand that, you know, human beings make mistakes, okay? I mean, especially if you talk about this mistake and, 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 and you know, um, because sometimes people are doing things and they don't even realize that they're doing things to harm you. So then, so if you, if you have very little patience, then you're not in love. So, we have to think about winning souls. If you're married and your husband is not saved, you got to win him. If you're married and your wife is not saved, you got to win her. According to how you deal with that person is how you're going to win that life. That's soul for the kingdom. Amen. So when soul winning turns out to an argument, turn the other cheek. I say this because many people get offended when they go and tell someone that Jesus is Lord or Jesus loves you. And, 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 and they get offended because people will look at you like you're crazy and so forth. That's part of long suffering. You have to, uh, you know, the Bible says turn the other cheek. Um, when kids are getting brainwashed, suffer long to get them the truth. Don't ignore the, ru the ruining of the kids 
in this generation. Um, Matthew 19 and 14, and I need to look at that. Matthew 19 and 14, look what the Bible says. Matthew chapter 19 and verse 14. Remember we're studying the Bible, so we're going to be going to different uh, verses. Amen. It says, But Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for such is the kingdom of heaven. So we got to make sure that we treat the children in the right perspective, okay? We have to work with them. Now, I'm not going to say, let the children walk over you. No, that's not long-suffering. Because if you raise them up in the way that they should go, then they will um, learn and, and, you know, and they will understand that they have to be admonished and so forth and so forth. So, so we got to say, it's a help me start. So you tell somebody, help me start a Bible club, teens, discipleship, and more churches all over this nation. Well, most people are not even concerned about these type of things. These are all part of long suffering. If you make up your mind that you are going to serve God, if you are going to serve God and you do not operate in the fruit of the Spirit, you can't serve God. And why is that? Because every child of God, every person that becomes born again, that person receives the fruit of the Spirit. That is imparted to you when you become born again. But it's something that has to be learned. It has to be developed over maybe, you know, it may take certain people shorter time than others to develop this. But remember, I got to go to this one particular scripture because I want you to see what the book of James says. James chapter 1 and verse... Um, Verse 3. I'm going to read 3 and 4. So, um, says, Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Again, some Bible says patience and some say long-suffering. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So, in other words, if you are learning and developing the fruit that is called long-suffering, then you have to operate with patience and understand that this is developing character. I've said this in all three of my last session. Character. Your character is being built up. When you're witnessing to folks about the gospel, stay at it and be patient at it. Don't let the rejection affect you or burden or drive you away. Don't let that, no. You have to be patient. Now the reason why sometimes this doesn't always work is because we have not learned that, let me give you an example. If you're going to plant something in the ground, you have to work with the soil. You gotta work with the soil. So what, do I'm, what am I saying? I'm saying if you're going to, let's say you're gonna go downtown to minister, are you going to go to Santa Monica to minister? Well, you have to pray and ask God to help you. You got to pray for that area. You got to begin to pray over that area. You got to begin to pray that the people that come in that area will be are receptive to you. You don't just go up there and start ministering. You, you have to ask God and let him 
cleared away. It's the same thing, like I said, you if you're going to plant something, you don't just put the seed in the ground. No, you work with the soil and you develop that soil, amen. And, and, and so then when, when, when you work with that soil and once you put the seed in that soil and you keep on watering it, guess what? It's going to grow. Well, it's the same thing about trying to get people saved, preaching the gospel. You have to pray over the situation. If you have a family member that you are trying to get them saved, um, you have to then take your time and pray for that person. You don't say nothing to them. Just pray for them. Just pray and just ask God to draw them and he will do that. Because if he, if he does not draw them or if he doesn't remove the blinders from their eyes, because remember, before we got saved, we're all in darkness. But God will remove that blinder. But you have to be patient. You have to be long-suffering and going through that process. Amen. So there, there's a lot of suffering when starting at church. But the rewards only come when a pastor and the people suffer long when the pastor and the people they suffer long then you will see for instance we've been we've been in ministry for now over 22 years and it's been we had some trying times we had some very trying times but guess what when god saw fit he began to bring people to do certain things that we have been praying for for a long time. Because God is not going to send you people until you are ready to deal with those people and to receive them. So again, that's part of long suffering. If you're trying to start a ministry, you're trying to start a Bible study, you're trying to go out on the street to witness, you have to pray first. Anything you do without prayer is illegal. Remember that. Don't ever forget those words. Anything that you do without prayer is illegal. If you want to lay up treasures in heaven, Romans 17 and verse 8, let's look at that. Romans chapter 17 and, I mean, sorry, Romans chapter 8, verse 17 and 18. Let's look what that's, what scripture is saying here. Romans 8, verse 17 and 18. Let's, let's see what, what Paul was saying here to us. It says, and if children then heirs, heirs of God and then joint heirs of Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, we may also glorify, will be, we, we may also be glorified together. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy of the, worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed. So you may be going through some long suffering right now, but guess what? Let me re re read this again. It says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. So we understand if we go through, if we suffer with Jesus Christ, we are going to glory with him. And it's going to take time, but it's going to... There's a scripture, I don't have it in front of me, where it says, Eyes have not seen, or ears have not heard, or enter the hearts of men, what God has in store for you so but this comes with this is part of your rewards that you will be receiving as you grow in the grace of god things are going to start happening for you that you don't even understand but you cannot say you, you you're suffering and you say you hate god's people you cannot just let anything comes out of your mouth you have to remember james also say be quick to hear slow to speak quick to hear 
Slow to Speak, that's the book of James. And I'll go there because some people may never have seen this, but you really need to look at this. I just dropped, the Spirit of God just dropped that in my spirit. Look what it says here. I think it's James chapter 1 and verse, um, let's tell you right now. 22. 1 and um, 2, no. 22, 22. Um, 1 and, let's see, James chapter 1 and verse 22. But the word of God is uh, no. It says, if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, no. It says, it's, it's 1 and, and 9, 18, 19. So then, my brethren, Yes, it's James 1 and 19. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear and slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So we see here, one and James 1 and 19. That's the scripture that I, I try to keep in my heart so that I can make sure that I do what it is that I'm supposed to do. Amen, amen. Glory be to God. So anyway... Then we see 2 Timothy 2 and 3. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 3. Let's see what God says here, what Paul is telling us in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 3. Amen. About long suffering. 2 Timothy 2 and 3. It says, yeah, it says, You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. We must endure hardship as a good soldier in Jesus Christ. And then verse 8 says, Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. And then verse uh, all the way through 12. For which I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of chains. But the word of God is not chained. Therefore I endure all things for the sake of the elect that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. This is a faithful saying. For if we died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. That is 2 Timothy chapter, um, uh, chapter 2, verse 8 through 12. That's what I just got through reading. So Paul is trying to tell Timothy... Um, that these are the things that we have to understand. And that's why, you know, the Bible talks about line upon line and precepts upon precepts, here a little bit and there a little. And that's why we have to study the word. We have to study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman. What is a workman? A workman, when you go through this Bible and you begin to flip the pages and you begin to highlight certain things and you're studying the word of God. You're, you're just focusing on, on what the scripture is saying so that it can apply, so you can apply it to your life and that it can make sense to you. Amen. Because you don't want to just read the Bible. You got to read the Bible. Again, I say, I says, I said earlier, there are great rewards for staying at the, staying at the, uh, and living the Christian life, no matter what the cost is. If you stay in this Christian life, and I say this because there are a lot of backsliders out there. They started off good, but I always say, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. How do you finish? Will you finish the race? Will you finish the race like God wants you to? Because you got to remember there are people in your life that's going to distract you, but you have to make sure that you are aware of this and stop it. you got to stop it. So, 
Um, God doesn't call us to instant victory. God does not call you and I to instant victory. No. We are going to have to go through the process. If you intend to live this Christian life and live it well, you will go through the process. There are going to be highs days and low days. You're going to have a mountaintop experience. You're going to have a valley experience. You're going to have the rainy day experience. You're going to have the, the heated experience. This is part of long suffering. And like I said, we don't get enough teaching on this because nobody wants to suffer. But again, we don't know the, the reward that God has for us. It's, 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 it's just awesome. And I, I just encourage you to stay in the race. Don't quit. Uh, then it says, uh, but rather to faithless, faithfulness, if, if it speaks louder than any flash words or skill of someone new on the block. What am I saying? I'm saying here that all of these, all of the fruit that, that, that the Bible talks about, every fruit, they all correlate with one another. Because in order to long, be long-suffering, you have to be faithful. You got to be faithful because if you start doing something and it doesn't work the first time or the work second time, it, it, you can't quit. Maybe God is not ready for it to work. Maybe you are not ready. Sometimes people want to go too fast. They want to move too fast. The Bible talks about wait. Wait on God. We need to learn how to wait on God. Wait on God. And I want you to understand this. I got to look at this scripture because this is a powerful scripture for us to, to remember. Uh, Isaiah 40 and 31. Look at what it says here. Now, this is not even part of my word, but we got to go as, as, the, as the Holy Spirit drops things in my heart. I have to bring it to you because many times we read the scripture, but we do not understand and, uh, you know, it, even though the apostles walked with Jesus for over three and a half years, he kept asking me, do you not understand as yet? Look what uh, Isaiah 40 and verse 31 says. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Well, let's stop right here for a second. If you are waiting on the Lord and you are not doing anything, why should your strength be depleted? Why? That means that waiting means that you are working. It says, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not be seen. Think. But the moment it says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. That tells you that you're going to be doing something over and over. And you're serving. You're working. You're putting things in order. You're trying to get line upon line and precepts upon precepts. Here a little bit and there a little bit. You're studying the word. It takes a lot to study this word because you will be distracted by family members. You will just well, it's up to you. Well, there's certain things you have control over. You will take, turn your phones off. You will, 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 will get, get in your room or go in a closet or somewhere where you don't have any distraction that, you know, because if the phone will ring, that's just the way it is. Satan will make sure that that happens, but you have control over those things. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And like I said, keep that in mind. If you're just sitting down waiting upon the Lord, you have no reason for your strength to be depleted. You don't have no reason for you to be 
that your strength need to be renewed. So that lets you know that we're not just talking about sitting around and twiddling your thumbs. No, you are working in the kingdom. You're working in the vineyard. And yes, you're going to be going through long suffering. Sometimes people are going to harass you. They're going to make you mad. And guess what? You're going to want to quit. But that's why your strength will be renewed. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. And you're going to need that strength to be renewed. Amen. Glory be to God. So remember, the elect are the Jews, and the Jews only get saved when Gentiles endure trials and yet stay true to God, to the, to the, to the God of this Bible. That's why we know we must pray for the peace of Jerusalem, according to Psalm 122.16. We need to make sure that we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, because remember, salvation is of the Jews. Jesus is a Jew. Glory be to God. He is Jewish. Amen. Hallelujah. So we got to pray for, and you remember he's got other sisters and brothers now because Mary had other kids after Jesus was gone. Salome, Judas, several of them, if you read the Gospels, you'll know who they are. We got to pray for them. We got to pray for Jesus' sister and brother. Why? Because, because of the death of the cross because of him shedding his blood glory be to God so that we could be saved so that's why God expects us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem as as a church in Hebrew 11 verse 24 and 25 and I want to look at this because this is very important for us to know to understand and to put into practice Hebrews chapter uh, 11 verse 24 and 25 Hebrews eleven twenty four and 25. It says here, Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasure of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. He looked to the rewards. Talking here about um, Moses. Moses. So what am I saying? Moses was brought up in the palace. He was very educated but he understood that let me read this again it says by faith Moses when he verse 24 says by faith Moses when he became of age refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin so how does that apply to you and I today well we could be going and watching Netflix right now. We could be watching Hell's Box Office right now. But we prefer to share the word of God with you. Because we understand that the pleasures of sin is only going to lead us to death. It says, esteeming the reproach of Christ's greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. We must also look to the reward that's coming for us. Amen? Praise God. So then, let's look at another scripture here. Uh, First Corinthians 6, 1 through 8. This all has to do with long-suffering. Now, these are scriptures that you may have seen and you pass right over them 
But look what it says. 1 Corinthians 6, 1 through 8. And this is something that we got to make sure that we really understand it because uh, I, I heard someone talking about this the other day. There, there any one of you having a matter against another to go to law before the, the unrighteous and not before the saints. Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you not, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matter? Do you not know that we shall judge angels? How much more, how much more things than the than than pertain to this life? If then you have judgments concerning things pertaining to this life, do you appoint those who are least esteemed by church, by the church to judge? I say this is to your shame. It is so. It is so that there is not a wise man among you, not even one who will be able to judge between his brethren. But brother goes to law against brother, and that, and and that before unbelievers. So, remember what the scripture says. Um, if someone do something to you, wrongfully hurt you, you take them. You take that first. You tell them about it, and then if they don't do anything, then you. Talk to the pastor. Then you bring a group in the church and you deal with it that way. This is what Paul is reminding us in 1 Corinthians. He's saying, don't take the brother to the court before the ungodly. That's what he's saying here. He said, bring it to the church. So we see here that it is set up for us to deal with one another and we don't need to go to the ungodly judge. Amen? And then suffer together, 1 Corinthians 12, 25 through 27. 1 Corinthians 12, 25 through 27. Look what the Bible says. 1 Corinthians 12, 25 through 27. Look what it says. That there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all members are uh, uh, rejoice with it. Uh, verse 27, it says, Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. So we understand here, all of this has to do with long-suffering. You're supposed to rejoice with your brother. You're supposed to suffer with your brother. In other words... Um, you might say, well, how can I suffer with my brother? Well, you suffer with your brother by maybe losing a couple of hours of sleep at night or in the morning and pray for them, pray for their situation and their circumstances. If you see your brother going through a hassle, you pray for him and you find scriptures that you can minister to him, you know, and have a conversation with him. That's what you have to do as far as... Um, that's what the Bible means when it talks about suffering together. Amen. And also, um, nobody should have to go through troubles alone. Let me see what Hebrews chapter uh, um, 13 and 3 says. It says, Remember the prisoners as if chained with them, those who are ministered, mistreated since you yourselves are also in the you are 
in the body also. So in other words, all of this, everything that I'm speaking to you as right now is giving you an example of how you are going to go through long suffering with those that are really in trouble. You know, there's so many people that goes through so much. You have baby Christians, then you have uh, slothful Christians that do not understand and they put themselves in, in situation that they can't get themselves out of, but you still have to work with them. But remember, you cannot do it on your own. You have to pray for them. You, the best way that you can help a sister or a brother is to pray for them. Bring them before the Lord and ask God to have mercy upon them and help them. Amen. Glory be to God. So we just got to make sure that we understand that, that um, this is something that we need to make sure that we do on a constant basis. Amen. And in closing, I want to um, talk about wasted suffering. All the sufferings you may go through in life, if it all piles on you and you finally die but without Christ, wasted suffering. You have suffered and it's been a waste. So what am I saying? If, In other words, it's not how you start off, it's how you finish. Because while you've gone through all of this suffering for your brother, your sister, and you, oh, you're trying to um, pass out tracts and you're trying to do outreach ministry and you go through all of this suffering and then you backslid and you turn away from the Lord. I call that wasted suffering. Amen. Please don't forget of what I'm saying. It is so important that we understand wasted suffering because it will have been wasted and your suffering uh, has, you know, and then your suffering has just begun because you're still going to end up in the wrong place. So, worthwhile suffering that happens after getting born again. Now, that's something great. At all that suffering, no matter what and how much will be made up to you <laughs> when you get to heaven. And I promise you, the rewards will be great. You have got to believe that. The fruit of long suffering is placed, like I said, into every believer's life when they first come into the kingdom. But again, it's up to you how you work with that fruit, how you develop that fruit. You know, uh, 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 mm, thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me show you something in the book of John. I want to show you something in the book of John chapter 15. Please go with me to the book of John chapter 15. I just love the way the Holy Spirit will bring um, things. Look what the Bible says here. It says, I am the true vine and my father is a vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away and every branch, listen, this is verse two, is very important. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. So you might say, well, what does that have to do with long suffering? Well, while the fruit is, is, is growing, you prune it, you nurture it, you chip off the edges. And that's what God does with us sometimes because that's part of what builds our character. So God wants us to bring, bring forth good fruit, big fruit, better fruit, and more fruit. 
And that's part of long suffering. Amen. Glory be to God. I love the way the Holy Spirit does. He drops things in my heart as I'm speaking to you. Um, let's look at Romans chapter 2 and verse 4. And let's see what Paul is talking here about Romans chapter 2 and verse 4. Let's see what Paul is trying to tell us here. It says, Or do you despise the riches of his goodness? Forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing the goodness of God, leads to repentance. So, we got to dwell here for a few minutes because I'm, I'm just about through. I'm going to read that again. Do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? He's trying to tell you, suffer long, because eventually... Whoever it is that you're praying for or, you know, if you continue to be kind to that person and good to that person and nice to that person, eventually the goodness of God will draw them. The kindness of God will draw them and they will repent and accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And this is the whole purpose. This is why we got to build up this fruit of the spirit. You don't want to turn people off. Because you're pompous and prideful and arrogant and mean and nasty. No, you want to long suffer with that person to bring them to repentance. Amen. Glory be to God. So we, we have to be long suffering towards one another. Don't neglect such patience and long suffering toward you. God is not willing that any should perish. And that's why he wants us to build up long suffering. He wants us to be patient. He wants us to have that gift to be developed. Amen. Whatever you are suffering with is nothing compared to hell. Whatever you're going through is nothing compared to hell. Whatever it may cost to follow Christ, it will be worth it, my sister and my brother. It will be worth it. That is a promise that I can guarantee you. For the Christian question, how do we nurture the fruit of to perfection? The answer, allow yourself to wait on God and wait and wait and wait. Always trusting. Allow yourself to do without what you think you need. Allow yourself to be wrong. Do not seek to clear yourself. If you say, I can't do that, then you are not. Then you're holding back the blessings of God. That only comes to those who develop this most important outward fruit, long suffering. Do you not? Do, I want to ask you a question. If you don't know Jesus, if you've never been saved, if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, if you would love to do so, I would certainly appreciate it if you would call me at 323 293 7566. I wish that you would call me. I would love to pray for you. If you have anything else that you would need me to pray for, if you have backslid, call me. I will pray with you to get back into right standing with God. God bless you until we see you again. When we get back, when we come back on the next week, God's willing, we will be talking about the next two. Um, we will be uh, talking about Kindness and gentleness, good evening to you.